Every morning I look up and I see that sign that we have that Mary Lou had laminated. There will be miracles. There will be miracles. There will be miracles. You know, people don't go, get too excited about miracles till you need one. Then you get real excited about miracles. We've got to be, like Pastor Harold said, we've got to earnestly desire the gifts. That means you go into fasting. That means you go into prayer. That means you cry out before the Lord. God, I earnestly desire the gifts. God, I desire the supernatural gifts of the Holy Ghost. We teach them like they're um, uh, uh, information. It's not informational. It is revelational. We have to get a revelation of the nine supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. You, we have to have a revelation of it. Or you better have a, a good doctor on hand and have him on speed dial. Because I tell you, without the supernatural gifts of the Holy Ghost, without those power gifts, when I woke up that morning and my mother died at Luby's cafeteria, I didn't wake up that morning thinking that I was going to raise the dead. But I had been studying. I had been studying on dead-raising faith. I had been studying David Hogan's class on how to raise the dead. I had that on, on uh, CD and flip it up on my screen. I had been studying David Hogan on how he raised two twin girls over in Mexico that had been dead 16 days. It took the dad 16 days, put them in a wheelbarrow, put a cloth, a, a carpet over them, and under that carpet was lime because of the heat of the jungle. And he knocked on David Hogan's door that morning and he said, I need your help. They were gone 16 days and lime was on top of them. He gathered his prayer team together. You can look it up online. And God raised those two girls up. His grandson was stung by I don't know how many bees. And the, 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 the young man swallowed the bees. And David Hogan was in another country. And this kid was already, his grandson was already in the morgue. He already had a toe tag on him. He was already frozen and cold. By the time they got a hold of him, he said, get him on the phone. Put me on speakerphone. This hadn't happened that many years ago. But I was studying dead-raising faith. God, I don't know how to raise the dead, but God, I'm willing. Then I was fasting and I was praying for my mother to get saved because I knew my mom. She was 72 years old. She didn't know the Lord. 
been in church all of her life. And I said, God, she's not born again. My, witness, my spirit doesn't bear witness. I don't believe she's born again. I believe if she died, she'd go to hell. So I went into fasting and praying for my mom. And out of my belly came a prophetic prayer. And I didn't even know if I could pray it. It rolled out of me like hot butter. That's how the gifts of the Holy Ghost start flowing. They'll flow up and out of you like a fountain. All of a sudden, you'll have an unction. And when I prayed that, I said, God, show her hell. Show her hell. And three months later, God took her there for six days. And my mother was in hell for six days. And when she came back to her right mind, she had no brain. They had already given up on her. They weren't feeding her. They weren't giving her any water. And I had gone into a fast. And I said, God, I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. God, I don't know what to do. How can my mother get saved if she, if she doesn't have a brain? She doesn't have a will anymore. God, what do I do? I was staying up at night walking the floor. God, I need a word of knowledge. I need a word of wisdom. I need a supernatural word from you. That's the gifts of the Holy Ghost. They're not something you read about in 1 Corinthians. We live them every day. And he told me, he said, you know that radio evangelist on the radio, Wilma McDaniel, call her. I didn't know Wilma McDaniel, but I knew she was on the radio. And she said, hi, my name's Wilma McDaniel. If you need a miracle, I believe in them, call me. Well, I needed a miracle, so I called Sister Wilma. She had been on a 21-day fast. And the Lord told her on the 22nd day, you will know why you fasted. I called her on the 22nd day. And she came to Citizens Hospital in Victoria, Texas. And she laid that big black Bible on my mother. And she started screaming as loud as a woman could scream. She called my mother by name and said, come back. Come back. Come back now. And my mother came back from no brain. And she had no movement. She was totally paralyzed. The power of God hit that room, knocked me to the ground. I crawled over, and Sister Wilma said, Betty, get on top of your mother, because my mother was coming out of that bed. And I jumped on top of her, straddled her. It was a picture. And I said, Mom, Mom, you need to call on Jesus. And she was screaming, the hobgoblins, the hobgoblins. My mother was Presbyterian. We were all Presbyterian. Nothing wrong with Presbyterians, but they don't teach about the gifts of the Holy Ghost. And they don't teach you how to raise the dead. They don't have dead raising classes. I said, Mom, call on Jesus. She said, I don't know how. And I led my mother, and Jesus saved me. Jesus delivered me. Jesus healed me. And my mother lived 17 more years. Until she dropped dead. One night she pushed her chair back at the table and just dropped dead. Well, that sent me on a quest for the miraculous. God, if you'll teach me, if you'll show me how, how, to, how to move in the Holy Ghost, how to flow in the Holy Ghost, how do we flow in the supernatural? God, teach me. I did not know.
I was a Baptist girl. They don't teach that. But I was reading books. I was studying to show myself approved, a workman, rightly dividing the word of truth. God, show me how to move in the supernatural. God, show me how. When I lay my hands on the sick, they get healed. God, show me. I began to covet earnestly the gifts of the Holy Ghost because I saw what happened out of what I had been studying from David Hogan. I put it to use at Luby's Cafeteria when my mother died. She was dead 31 minutes. And I scared the guy doing the little paddles on her. I scared myself. I said, you keep doing what you know to do, and I'll do what I know to do. And I was marching around my mother speaking in tongues. I didn't care if tongues offended anybody in that restaurant. My mother was fixing to spend eternity in hell. And he said, she's gone. I said, keep doing what you're doing. And I saw my mother's spirit come out the top of her head. And I said, you get back in her body. You get back in there right now. And it went right back in her body, and they got a heartbeat. And I saw that dead-raising miracle. The, I felt the gift of the Holy Ghost, the gifts of faith. I believe, this is just my personal thought, I believe that the gifts of faith I mean, the gifts of healing, the gift of faith, and working of miracles work in tandem at those moments. I believe when you're raising the dead, there's all three. You've got the gift of faith on you. It came upon me like a nickel in a slot machine. That's what it felt like. I felt like something, some garment came on me when I was doing that. I became a lion. It wasn't me. And when I spoke the word of the Lord, it was a sword that came out of my mouth and raised my mother from the dead. Then three weeks later, my mom was crazy. She did not have a brain left. I mean, a sane thought. She would go in and put and, and smear poop on her hair, on her eyebrows. And she would come out of the bathroom thinking all of this was lipstick. And dad said, Betty, just call the hospital. And I went to God and I said, God, what, what do I do? You've got to have that word, that supernatural word of knowledge. God, it can't be natural. God, you give me a download. I need to know what to do about my mom. Do I call citizens and tell them to come get her? And I said, Dad, let me try one more thing before I make the phone call. And I went in there, and my mother had poop all over her. When she went to hell, she brought critters back. She brought demons back. Now, whether they were in her, on her, I don't know. But I knew it was demonic. And I hadn't been in the deliverance ministry 52 years. I didn't know then what I know now. It had been a sure lot easier on mother. I meant there beat that thing out before it came out. <laughs> uh, seriously. You know, we can read this and say, but I tell you, you got to live it. You've got to be out on the Grand Canyon hanging over it with your fingernails. 
That's where the place of miracles takes place. I'm telling you, any miracle that I can point back in my life, I was so far out there. And I put her in the shower, put Johnson's baby shampoo all over, and I started commanding demons out of her. I said, you get out of her. You get out of her. I didn't know what I was doing. Seriously, I did not know what I was doing. But I remember stomping my foot. I remember the louder she got, the louder I got. She screamed, I screamed. I said, get out of her. Get out of her. Come out of her now, now, now. Go, go, go. 20, 30 minutes later, the water was cold. And she looked up at me and she said, Betty, what are you doing in here? <laughs> and I took her to my dad in the front part of the house. I got her all fixed up. And she was in her right mind till the day she dropped dead. When I got those devils out of her, she was in her right mind. Now listen, it's, it's not you, but it is you in partnership with the Holy Ghost. That's how you have to learn to flow in the Holy Ghost. You say, well, how do you learn to flow in the Holy Ghost? You cry out to God to help other people. The gifts of the Holy Ghost is not about us. It's not about helping yourself. It's about helping somebody else. It is about helping and praying for somebody else, loving somebody enough to fast and pray. And God, what do I do? God, what do I do? After my husband died, about three weeks after he died 16 years ago in his sleep, three weeks after that, I was in such grief and such sorrow. I couldn't get it together. All I could do was weep and cry and sit in my recliner and write scripture. I would just open to any page and I would just start writing scripture because my mind would not hold thoughts. I could not read the scripture. I could not focus. I was in such grief. And I said, God, I remember with a coffee cup was in my hand and it was raised to God and the sun hadn't come up over the mountains yet. And I said, God, how do I make it through another day? God, how do I live and not just breathe? How do I come through this valley of the shadow of death? It was just so sudden. You're living out in the middle of the desert, doesn't know anybody. I said, God, how do I make it? And as clear as a bell, I heard the Holy Ghost. And he said, Betty, pray in tongues. And I said, Lord, no offense, but I do pray in tongues. He said, pray in tongues. And then I knew that the way through was for me to bypass my head and begin to pray in my supernatural prayer language. When you're praying in the supernatural prayer language, that is not the gift of tongues. That is your supernatural, intimate, private prayer language with the Lord. So I began the, the Holy Ghost taught me the value of praying in the Holy Ghost. No man taught it to me because I don't know. Most churches don't have a revelation of it. Most people don't have a revelation of the value. But let me tell you what. 
The baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of tongues is the gateway to the supernatural. Deliverance is the gateway to revival. You got to have both. And I have come to find that out. 52 years, I don't have to convince those I cast demons out of that, that deliverance is a good thing. I have to deal with the people that, that think it's a bunch of bunk. Deliverance is real. You are far too late to show Betty Jones deliverance ain't real. I'm not talking about inner healing. I'm not talking breaking ungodly soul ties. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about deliverance. I'm talking about demon exit now. Good thing about deliverance, if you don't have a demon, you don't have a demon. It won't come out. But you've got to, we've got to all begin to move in the supernatural realms of the spirit. Where do we begin? Go to Acts chapter 9. When I was praying about this, I've been actually pretty, I don't normally get a little nervous. It's just what I've done most of my adult life since I received Jesus. But I don't know why I was a little, but I've been pressing in. And the Lord told me to start here in Acts chapter 9 at Saul's conversion. Let's go to verse where it happened in verse um, 4. He fell to the ground. And heard a voice saying to him, the first place we begin to move in the miraculous, I can tell you, is we fall to the ground. We fall on our face in prayer and fasting before God. And if you can't fast, get somebody to fast for you. Fasting is a key to the miraculous because it, de it decreases the flesh. It decreases the chatter in your mind. It decreases unbelief. It dec a church that's not fasting, you just give in lip service and you want supernatural. I'm telling you, I've never known somebody to walk in the supernatural realm of God without fasting and praying and understanding the flow of the Spirit. And be quick to obey when the Spirit says. I was sitting in my recliner four, three, four months ago, and I came up to the church and I asked Pastor Harold, who do I go to to get uh, gold and silver? And he said, oh, Cano's down there. He has it. And I said, okay. I drive to Cano's because the Lord told me in my recliner, get $8,000 in silver and gold today before you go to sleep. Mr. Cano asked, Cano asked me, well, how much do you want? I said, 8000 And he said, well, that's a firm number. I said, well, that's what the Lord said. He said, well, you're a woman on a mission. And when he brought it out to the table, I said, that's it? <laughs> I was expecting this big sack. I, he said, no, each one of those gold coins are $2,000. And he said, don't ever travel internationally unless you have a gold coin. He said, it'll get you home. I said, I'll receive that as a word from the Lord. So I got my gold coin. He said, it's international currency. Any bank in the world will take that gold coin. And I said, okay. 
Let's look at Saul. Fell to the ground. First step in the supernatural. Heard a voice. Second step, when we fall to the ground in worship and prayer and fasting and seeking God for the miraculous to where signs and wonders will follow those that believe, you got to get rid of the unbelief. I've got to get rid of the unbelief. We all have to deal with it. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. The voice replied, I'm Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. To walk in the supernatural gifts of the Holy Ghost, we have got to hear the word of the Lord. We have got to be doing what the Lord is asking this church to do. There is a mandate on this church to operate in the supernatural. That's not a word coming from Pastor Mary Lou. That's coming from the Holy Ghost in Pastor Mary Lou. These are mandates from the Lord that he has given Pastor Harold and Mary Lou that this will be a house of miracles. It will be. There will be miracles. The men who stood, who Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked up himself off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now that is a fast. The Jewish people did that quite often where they didn't even give their animals food or drink. And they would not drink or eat for three days. So he immediately went on a what? How do we start moving in the supernatural realms of the spirit? I'm telling you. I'm telling you from, from the word of God as well as just living it. He remained there blind for three days. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling, Ananias, yes, Lord. Okay, here we have another principle. To walk in the miraculous, we're going to have to say what? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, Lord, I'll do it. Yes, Lord, I will lay my hands on the sick. Yes, Lord, I will command that that demon to come out. We're going to get to tongues in a minute. I'm heading there. The Lord said, go over. Here's another instruction. Say to walk in miracles. Say to walk in miracles. We've got to have the instruction of the Lord. Because you don't raise every dead person. Listen, I have stood out on a busy street at the morgue in Alpine, Texas with traffic honking and people shooting fingers at me because we couldn't get in the morgue to lay hands on the young girl that had got killed that night in an accident. Shirley was out of town. She calls and says, Betty, would you go raise the dead? And I said, I'll do my best. (laughs) I mean, you don't raise them anyway. You partner with the Holy Ghost. I said, do you have a word from the Lord on that? 
And she said, this is the quest of the family. Well, we couldn't get in there. They wouldn't open the door. And she says, well, I was coroner for 18 years. I can tell you where she's laying, the second window from the rear of the building on the highway side. I said, of course it is. <laughs> so I take all the young people in the youth class, we load up and we go to the second window on the highway at the morgue in Alpine, Texas. And they said, well, what do we do? I looked at them, I said, I'm not sure. We're going to lay our hands on this, <laughs> this wall. It's not by lack of trying for me. We all out there laid hands. They were weeping. They were crying. Their best friend had just gotten killed that night. And she didn't know Jesus. As far as we know. We tried. How do you walk in the miraculous? You say, yes, Lord. God, I'll, I'll try. You start there. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. Now, this is Ananias moving in the supernatural. He had an instruction of the Lord. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias. Now you talk about a prophetic vision, a word from the Lord to Saul. And let, he said, uh, a man named Ananias is going to come in and lay hands on him so he can see again. Say supernatural gifts. Supernatural. Now that's a supernatural gift of power. That's faith, gifts of healing, and miracles wrapped up as the Spirit wills. The gifts of the Holy Ghost move as the Spirit wills. Those gifts come on you at the time you need them. They're supernatural. They're not natural. But you can do some things to provoke the Spirit of God to use you when he sees that you're willing to press in. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I'd be saying the same thing. I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls on your name. This could be a trap. Ananias was saying, Lord, this could be a trap. How many times have you and I said that, Pam? This could be a trap of the enemy. We go into prayer and say, God, are we really supposed to go there? Are we really supposed to do that? Because the enemy can lay a trap for you too. You've got to have that word of the Lord. You've got to be moving in supernatural words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. You've got to discern whether a witch is coming to you so you can cast the demons out of her so she can call those demons right back in and gain more strength. We had a lady that was here at this church. And she called herself prophet as somebody. And she booked a session with us. And I said, Pam, this could be a trap. I said, I don't feel good on this. 
<laughs> it turned out okay, but wow. She didn't come in for deliverance. And the Holy Ghost gave me a word of knowledge while she was in there. I said, are you talking to a man on the phone? You're talking to a man on the phone up and around New York, New Jersey, somewhere. She said, I am. I said, you're having phone sex with him. I mean... We didn't even ask her if we could do deliverance. We both stood up, put our hands on our head. I've never done this in 52 years of deliverance. I called every egg and every larvae out of her. And I said, in the name of Jesus, you come out of her. You loose her. You spirit of delusion and deception. You witchcraft demon. In the name of Jesus, I went after that thing. And do you know what came out of her? What was it, Pam? Worms started coming out of her hair. She looked at me and I looked at her and I said, oh my God, Bernie is not going to believe this. <laughs> Clean up on all nine. A supernatural word of wisdom, a supernatural word of knowledge, a supernatural discerning of spirits. Now, those are the revealing gifts. When God wants to reveal something to you, we've got to be in tune with the Holy Ghost enough to understand what God's wanting to reveal to you. I step out of a 30-hour trip to Africa the first time I went, and this man was standing there all dressed in a suit, and he bowed when I got out, and I'm kind of looking at him, and, and he was greeting me from America. And he had been in that ministry 30 years, although I did not know who he was. And when I touched his hand, when he touched me and shook my hand, the Lord said, he's a thief. He's robbing from this ministry. Well, I went immediately to the apostle. And I said, I don't know who this guy is right here. I said, he's a thief. And he said, Betty, he heads the ministry. I said, Lord said he's a thief. I said, you need cameras? And guess what? The police had to physically come remove him. He had stolen so much, about 800,000. But see, it took a word of knowledge. It took a supernatural word of knowledge. It took a supernatural gift of the spirit. These gifts are supernatural. Discerning of spirits is supernatural. You can shake someone's hand. I tell you, you can. You can begin to pray in the spirit and loan that way in the spirit. And, and you, so your, girl, your daughter bring a guy home and you shake his hand. As I told one of my daughters, I wouldn't marry that man if I was you. Well, she ran off and got married. You know, you got to listen and hear God. God will keep us out of the ditch if we'll, if we'll listen to him and seek his face. She asked me for the, the next one. She said, Mom, would you come up here and see what you think of? 
I said, well, I'm glad you asked. I'll get in the car and come. He made a joke of it. He says, well, Jill tells me I'll have to pass you before I get her. I said, you have that very right. But he did get her. But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well and to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. Did Ananias obey God? First step to moving in the gifts of the spirit. Obey God. Fall on the ground. Obey God and say, yes, Lord, what do you want me to do? That's how they begin. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So what gifts were operating there? Gifts of healing? He was blind. And he received the mighty baptism in the Holy Ghost. And it says he was water baptized. It says scale fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. Now go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, the Corinthian church was a pagan church. They had just come out of paganism. Paul spent three and a half years at Corinth. He knew these people. He loved these people. But they were a hot mess. They were pagans, and they were trying to move in the supernatural gifts of the Spirit, but they were getting drunk at the communion table. There was incest in the church, and they were speaking in tongues, and nobody preaching. And and Paul said, what are you all doing? So he had to send them a letter to answer their questions. Now go to chapter 12, verse 1. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities. Now, this is the new living. Special abilities. These are supernatural abilities of God. When you go in, these are tools for the believer. They're not toys. They're tools. And a lot of the body of Christ uses them as toys. And they merchandise them and they make money off of them. But these are tools to help the body of Christ. And you don't charge for them. You want to get me on a bandwagon. That's wrong. Charge $1,000 to go pray for somebody, please. Well, how much do you charge to come pray? I said, we don't charge anything. These are supernatural. But he said, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to misunderstand this. Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant of spiritual gifts. And the church as a whole is very ignorant of the spiritual gifts. You cry out for them. God, I want to move in the supernatural because the natural isn't going to help people that we deal with. How is the super, if it's natural... If you think you're just going to tell somebody to go take a pill, 
That is not going to help. It's not. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. That's good. Uh, Pam, we had a demon over in Odessa the other day. And she said, uh, somebody asked her, Jesus, Lord, is Jesus your Lord? And what'd she say, Pam? Shout that out. She said, he, Jesus is Lord, not. That was the demon talking through her. Jesus is Lord, not. It was a funny moment. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. They're all the source of the Holy Spirit. And as we have an intimate relationship with the Holy Ghost, we will begin to hear words of knowledge. I was going up a hill somewhere in, in Texas, and I heard the Holy Ghost say, get in the left lane. It just bubbled up out of me. And I was coming up on the hill in the right lane, and I heard, get in the left lane. I moved real quick into the left lane, and there was a car coming up over that other hill. It had been a head-on right there. The enemy tried to take me out right then. We have got to hear words of the Lord. You press into God, you will hear the word of the Lord. When, we, when Shirley got attacked with cancer in five organs, four-stage terminal, and they gave her less than a day and a half to live, her dad never gave up. I have to be honest. I went to the hospital that day to tell her goodbye. And when she pulled me down on that bed, she said, fight for me. And when we just left her this weekend, you can see there's not one cancer cell in her body anywhere. And I walked out of the room and her dad was out there. Uh, Brother Cordell was out there. And he said, well, what's the word of the Lord? And I said, you don't have it? <laughs> He said, well, what was the word of the Lord in that room, Betty? And she said, fight for me. He said, that's the word of the Lord. That's what we do. We keep on fasting. We keep on praying. And we had a 24-hour prayer vigil going for 17 weeks. That's how you walk in the miraculous. I tell you, it is. There's no shortcuts. If there is, I'd have found it. There isn't any shortcuts. We press into God. We cry out to the Holy Ghost. These gifts belong to the Holy Ghost. They lie resident in us. It's the same spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. Listen, nobody moves in the gifts of the spirit the same way. Smith Wigglesworth, he moved very boldly. Catherine Kuhlman moved in another style. Don't get hung up on the style. God's going to move through me according to my personality. God will. He'll use me the way he made me.
A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. The gifts of the Holy Ghost are not for to help us. It's to help who? Others. Somebody else. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. Now, the New Living puts it in like it's natural information. The word of supernatural wisdom is for the future. When God gave me the word of wisdom to come here and the word of knowledge, I had gone on a 21-day fast. I was only eating one meal a day. And I said, God, show me. God, I can't stay here. God, I don't know what to do. I'd already left the wellness center. I couldn't stay there. And then I went to the bunkhouse, and I couldn't stay there. And I said, God, I don't know what to do. God, I don't know what to do. God, I, and that was my cry 24-7. God, I don't, give me a word. Give me a word of wisdom. And I went to deposit a check at the bank, took 30 seconds, and I got back in my car and when I opened my car door, the word of the Lord came to me on that sidewalk. And he said, drive, leave, out of town now. And I started screaming on the sidewalk. And I did not go back over there for a year. Because the Lord moved me from there to here. He said, as you have worked 11 years as a deaconess in this house, when you get to the next house, you will work as an evangelist out of that house. He said, you will work out of an office as an evangelist out of that house. We've got to have those supernatural words of wisdom. That's the future. Supernatural word of knowledge. That's now. You've got to have that word of knowledge. God, give me a word of knowledge. Lord, I need a supernatural word from you right now. Give me a download. Show it to me, Lord. Show it to me. Am I to go to Africa? Do you want me to go one more time to Africa? God, show me if I'm to go back to Africa. That's a rough trip at 78. It's a rough trip. It's not that you're going to get, it's a rough trip. There's no air conditioning. And you can pop a penny on that bed and it'll hit the ceiling. I mean, it's just hard. It's not comfortable for the flesh. Robert and Rose are going to go with me this year. And I said, God, is it okay if I take Robert and Rose? He said, yeah, you can take them. That's what he said. We've got to hear God concerning everything. You just don't stroll into Africa. The same spirit gives wisdom, knowledge. Another gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives a gift of healing. He, he gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person. Now here we go. Gift of tongues. This is the gift of tongues. Everybody say gift of tongues. Gift of tongues. 
This is not your prayer language. This is not the baptism in the Holy Ghost. This is a gift of tongues. To another, he will give uh, supernatural tongues in unknown language, while another is given the ability to interpret what he's being said. Now, there are dimensions of diverse tongues. I've only moved in the higher dimension one, two times. One is a dimension you stand up on a Sunday morning and say, Pastor Harold, I have a message in tongues. Normally, I have the interpretation. I fasted and prayed and fasted and prayed. God, give me, give me. I knew I had the gift of, of tongues. And I said, Lord, I want to interpret to edify the body. It's the same tongues and interpretation of tongues equals prophecy. And we are to covet to prophesy. Now you say, well, why don't you just stand up and prophesy? Why do you have to give a message in tongues? I don't know. Sometimes it comes that way. It'll bubble up out of me. I mean, it'll be like a rocket ship sitting on a launching pad. I mean, I'll be sitting there and be sitting there and I'm waiting for the, you know, just this. I have to settle it down. And I say, God, is this you? Is oh, it's me, Betty? And I'm going, okay, I just wanted to make sure it was you. I mean, it'll burst out of me like a bomb sometime. That's a gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the gift of tongues. I stood up one night at our church years ago, and I was uh, sitting at the, the piano, and I stood up, and I looked at my husband, and he always knew that, look, I have, a, I have something. And he had, he had always, and we had these. I know y'all do it too. Y'all have those looks. And he said, and I began to speak in tongues, and I mean, it rattled the roof. It rattled me. It came so supernatural. It was a tongue I had never spoken before, and I knew I had moved into a, another dimension. It elevated the service into another dimension, and I looked at my husband for the interpretation. He goes, <laughs> and I looked back, and I went, I had nothing. Mary had a little lamb. I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing. I looked at him and I went, and we, <laughs> a man stood up. He was from John Osteen's church. He said, I'm visiting here tonight. I don't have the interpretation, but I can tell you, you spoke in my village dialect. And I said, well, what did I say? He said, you told me to go back to my village immediately that I was needed and I was to leave America. And we took up an offering for him to get on an airplane. Now, see, that's another realm of the gift of tongues. I was at a, a Randy Clark meeting in Nashville, Tennessee. And this man and woman, long story. But anyway, we had just cast the demons out of her. And her husband said, she now wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spoke no English, so he was trying to interpret. And I said, okay, tongues, supernatural, language, I'm going to lay my hands on you. And when, when I do, uh, language is going to come out of you. So I said, here's, here's a, a sample of my language. And she went, ah! 
And I went, I said, what did I say? I spoke in her language, and the Lord said, drink from the fountain, drink from the fountain, drink from the fountain now. And she just rolled out in tongues. Now, see, that's another dimension of the gift of tongues. I was in Africa. I got away from an interpreter. He was up way up here, and there was 200 people getting delivered. He couldn't get to me. I couldn't get to him. And this was just this last year. And I'm back there casting demons out in English. And I'm thinking, and they're coming out. And they all spoke, spoke Swahili. And then I said, well, maybe I can cast them out in tongues. I'd never tried that before in a foreign language. I mean, a foreign land. So I thought, I'm just going to go there. Because I felt an unction of tongues rising up in me. I'm back here going. I mean, I was running. These little old white legs, they were going. Bam, 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 bam. I was just hitting them, hitting them, hitting them, hitting them. And I mean, oh, my goodness, you'd have just had to been there. It was awesome, but I was doing it all in tongues. And those demons were coming out like fleas. Witch doctors. And I got over to the other side of the wall and just kind of collapsed. And these people tore the linoleum off the floor. Seriously. Now, that's serious deliverance. When the linoleum is torn up off the floor. And I said, God, that's a supernatural gift of tongues. That's a supernatural of God. That's the supernatural realms of the spirit. Apostle Eddie got up in the middle of the night and he was sick. Bobby came and got me in Africa. She said, Betty, Eddie's real sick. So I go in the living room and they had him wrapped up. She had him wrapped up and he was shivering. And you don't take him to the hospital over there. Not, not, mm. And I laid my hands on him. She had already been praying a while. I said, what, what do we think we got here? She said, I don't know. I said, Bobby, we need a word from the Lord. What is this? She said, well, I don't know. I said, I don't know, won't get it. I said, Eddie, listen to me. I've known Eddie since, well, I was thin and no wrinkles. And I said, Eddie, you listen to me. He was out of it. He was babbling like an idiot. I mean, he was totally delirious, out of his head, sweating, chills, fever. And I said, God, is this malaria? What is this? Is it a demon? Is it a witch? What is this? And so we're praying in tongues. We're praying in tongues. And I said, Eddie, you listen to me. We are not taking you to the hospital. Now you be healed in Jesus' name. That's kind of the way it happened. I said, be healed. Be healed, Eddie. And I just kept stomping my foot and saying, be healed. Be healed. You lying devil, you're not going to take him out. He's a heart transplant patient. I said, you're not going to kill him. You're not going to kill him. And I said, now let's put him to bed. And Bobby goes, I said, we're done. Now, how did I know we were done? I didn't know we were done. I'm over the Grand Canyon with fingernails. But I heard that in my spirit. We're done. Put him to bed. 
So she puts him to bed. Next morning he gets up. I'm sitting there and he says, hey. I said, well, hello to you. Good morning. He said, Bobby, I want some eggs and bacon. She said, we don't have any eggs and bacon. He said, I don't care. I want eggs and bacon. I said, uh, Eddie, we got oatmeal or oatmeal. Which is it? That's it. That's all we've got in the kitchen is oatmeal. He said, well, I don't want oatmeal. Next night, it happened again. Same thing. Delirious, sweats, chills. He said, we did the same thing. I said, it's witchcraft. I said, Bobby, this, he's fine in the daytime. We did the same thing in the name of Jesus. I mean, we bound, we loosed, we commanded. We did everything we knew. We stomped, we romped, we prayed until I felt the release. And I said, okay, let's put him back to bed. Next morning he gets up and he says, hey, I feel like preaching today. Well, we're a little less peppy. (laughs) We have been up all night warring in the spirit for you. (laughs) Didn't remember a thing. Either night, he did not remember anything. And I said, Bobby, don't, don't tell him. Didn't want to make him feel bad. Now he said, Betty, if I can't go long enough, I'll just give you the look and you take it. And I said, okay, I'll take it. There are many members and we are to all move in the gifts. There's not a one of us that cannot move in the spirit of God. Every one of us need to move in the gift. Every one of us should covet to prophesy, build each other up, edify. But the doorway is the gifts of the Holy Ghost. I mean, the doorway is the baptism in the Holy Ghost. That's the doorway into the supernatural. Being baptized, what did Saul do? Within three days, he was water baptized, he was healed. And he was baptized in the Holy Ghost within three days of being converted. How do we move in the supernatural? We desire it. It's not so we can get rich from it. There's a lot of that on going on. First Corinthians 14, let love be your highest goal. Listen, if you don't love people, don't desire the gifts. Maybe I don't cast out demons the way you like it. I don't, I don't like the way I cast out demons. If there's a better way, Lord, there's a better way. But I have not found in 53 years and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of demons, I found it very effective. God, teach me. There's not a day goes by. My doctrine is not subject to change. God, you teach me. Where I'm off, I'm off. I don't want to be off. Your Holy Ghost, you teach me. I'm teachable. I'm teachable. I'm listening. I'm praying. How do we move in the supernatural? We won't reach this city if we don't move in the supernatural, pastors. We won't. It's going to take the supernatural realm of the Spirit. And it's going to take us figuring out how to pray in the Holy Ghost. You're going to have to understand why you have the value of praying in tongues. Well, I prayed in tongues in 02. I remember my ears got hot, my nose got hot, my head got hot, and I prayed in tongues. And I said, brother, you ought to be praying in tongues every day. 
least 15 minutes. At least 15 minutes. I said, have you prayed in tongues before you made that doctor's appointment? Not against doctors. Glory to God for doctors. But come on, let's give Dr. Jesus the... God, I thank you for healing my body. I speak to my body. Every day I speak to it. Well, you just think Betty always feels great. No, Betty doesn't always feel great. Seriously. Well, you're strong. No. Don't believe, don't, don't think that. Yeah, I am strong in the Lord. And I want to, wherever God takes me home, I'm going to be in the harvest field. I'm going to be winning souls. I'm going to be casting out devils. I'm kind of like Michael that sat in the window. Well, you made a fool of yourself, David. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. But you should also desire the supernatural abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. The prayer language is us talking to what? To who? God. That's your prayer. It's no prayer language. Tongues, the gift of tongues is God talking to us. And that has to have an interpretation. So the prayer language is not the gift of tongues. We get all messed up with that. And I have spent hours and hours and hours down through my 50 years studying the gifts of the Holy Ghost. I went, I've gone to so many seminars and, and Lester Summerall and, and John Osteen and these men and women that moved in the supernatural realms of God. I've studied all those books. I've, I have them and God teach me, teach me. That's how you begin to move in the miraculous is you desire it, not for yourself, but for your neighbor. They brought the little boy with autism down in Corpus. And when the dad carried him in, my heart just sank. And he couldn't stop moving. He couldn't stop wiggling. And the dad held him the whole time. And I said, oh, God. Oh, God. He came and pulled up a chair, and the little boy was about six, seven years old, and he was just moving and, and wiggling and moving and moving, and I said, oh, God, what do I do? Do you think we have a cookie-cutter solution to these situations? And we do not. We have the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Now, God, I don't know what to do. Give me a word of wisdom. I was sitting there looking at the little boy, and he, every time he'd look at me, I saw something out of his eyes. And I said, baby, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And I'd see something peeking. I said, this is witchcraft. Who in your house has done witchcraft? Somebody's done witchcraft. See, I had that word of knowledge. I said, this is witchcraft. I said, who in your family cursed you? Who put a curse on your family? He knew immediately. 
named her. And I said, all right, I'm going to take him by the hand. I want you to hold him, and I'm going to break that curse. You don't cast out a curse. You break a curse. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to stop moving. You tormenting devil. I break you off of him in the name of Jesus. I felt the spirit of God come on me. You don't always feel anything, but it sure helps. At least you know you're hitting the hammer on the nail. And the spirit of God's backing you up. And I could feel the power surge coming through me. And I said, now, break you. And when I said that, that kid, that kid sat up and looked at me as normal as rain. I was the most shocked. And I'm going, oh, God. Now, I wish I could tell you that was success stories all up and down. Every, every ball you hit in the home run. You many times I walk, and I said, God, God, show me. God, show me. That's how you, that's how you move in the miraculous. Tongues is a necessary gift. Interpretation of tongues is necessary in this house. It ought to be moving in this house. Every one of the nine gifts ought to be moving in this house regularly. But when they start moving, if you think they're only going to move here, they probably will start moving in your family. That's where the gifts of the Holy Ghost started coming and, and God using me. Where those are the people I would fast for, I would pray. In the beginning days, I didn't know what I was doing. But all nine gifts of the Spirit should be in operation. We need the discerning of spirits, supernatural words of wisdom, supernatural words of knowledge concerning what has attacked my body. Lord, I need a word of wisdom. When my daughter, one of my daughters, went suicidal for a year and a half, and those demons tried to kill her, I had to have a word from God. And I said, God, there will not be food past my lips till I get a word from you. And it came on the 11th day. Because if I don't get a word, she'll die. She had already stopped eating. And she had gone to bed. God, you tell me what this is. Well, I had bought a house that was owned by two witches. And I didn't know it. And when the Lord showed me that. But I tell you, this house is going to be moving more and more in the supernatural realms of God. God wants this house to come forward into a new dimension. A new dimension of the spirit.